0: Hey, what's up, guys? I'm back here again for uh, my second episode. Uh, this episode is going to be all about Elvis's start in music and, uh, you know, everything from, you know, being picked up by his first record label to clear up until releasing his first album. I'm going to be covering all of that in this episode. Uh, this is my second episode, as I mentioned. And so let's go ahead and jump right into it. Um, I want to let you guys know. First, I'm going to be giving just a broad kind of summary of what happens and how it happened. And then um, after that, I'm going to go into more detail and kind of, you know, give the ins and outs of how it happened and what happened and, you know, all that important stuff. So basically... Elvis' start in music, just a broad summary. In 1954, Elvis began his singing career uh, with the legendary Sun Records label in Memphis. Uh, Late in 1955, his recording contract was sold to RCA Victor. And in 1956, he was already uh, an international sensation. So basically, um, quickly, I wanted to talk about Sun Records label. Um, If you guys don't know who they are, they are just... Really, they are the most important record label of all time. Uh, sun labels is amazing and uh, you know through doing all my research for this project, finding out about Sam Phillips, who I get into a lot about in this episode actually. he is uh, just a really cool dude and and you know the way he he came to to become um, you know the owner of of sun records is was really neat because. You know, you'll find out here in just a minute in the podcast, but I'm just going to uh, move on. But I just wanted to mention that if you guys don't know much about some labels, I'm going to go into them a little bit in this podcast. But you should definitely, uh, you know, it's something you should definitely look up on your own time. But this is more about, you know, Elvis, and I want to stick with that. But I do get into a good bit of some labels because they are very important in Elvis's journey. But they're definitely very, very interesting and something I would definitely recommend checking out. But moving on, July 4th and 5th of 1954, Elvis meets up with a couple guys uh, sent to work with him by Sam Phillips, who is uh, the owner of Sun Records' label, and those two guys are Scotty Moore, who is on the guitar, and uh, Bill Black, who plays the bass, and... Together, they came up with a sped-up version of That's Alright, backed with Blue Moon of Kentucky, um, which was the first of five singles of early Elvis songs released and recorded on the Sun label. Um, now, that was just a basic overview of what happens and, and you know, how it happens, but now I want to get into a little bit more detail and really get down to what really happens. So, Sun Studios is located at 706 Union Avenue, Memphis, and it is usually considered the birthplace of rock and roll, and that is where Elvis got his start. So really... I think you know it's pretty clear that Elvis is the king of rock and roll, and, and you know he's widely considered the king of rock and roll. And he was really the first um, big success for Sun Records, and I think that's what a huge reason of why it's considered the birthplace of rock and roll. Because uh, I do mention a few names here in a minute, but you know Sun Records has plenty of other people in the rock and roll genre who come through but i i think the main reason it's considered the birthplace of rock and roll is because elvis was there because he's the king of rock and roll and he's the creator of rock and roll and that's why sun records is even more important is because without them you know we may not have got elvis or a few of these other guys so um other, so a few of the other greats that i'm talking about who also went through sun studios uh were people such as jerry lee lewis carl perkins and johnny cash uh, but Elvis was the first and foremost to kick off Sun Studios' success. So, Sun Studios goes on to be very successful for the duration that it's open. It's not open for a long time. It's actually only open for 17 years. which It's kind of weird because, you know, it's such a, a success story. And you would think being, you know, so successful and everything, Sam Phillips would have kept it open longer, which I'm not 100% sure why he didn't. But... um you know, he Elvis was the first of the uh, success, but, you know, people like Jerry Lee Lewis and Carl Perkins and, and Johnny Cash even, you know, those are huge names. So he obviously wasn't the only one. Um, a little bit on Sam Phillips here. He did own Sun Labels from 1952 when it was open, so he is the guy who opened it, and uh, he owned it until he sold it in 1969. Um, So just a little more background on Sam Phillips, he was born in 1923 in Florence, Alabama, and he became owner of arguably the most important studio-slash-record label of all time, as I mentioned. Um, Phillips initially wanted to pursue a career in law, but financial restraints uh, holding him back led him to make the decision to follow his interest in radio. Um, He decided to study audio engineering at college, which originally uh, he launched Memphis Recording Service, MRS, before Sun Labels. So there's a a few interesting little details that I'd like to point out there. First off is, you know, if he would have been more financially, you know, stable and things, he could have potentially went on to pursue that career in law. And then potentially we would have never gotten, you know, Sun Labels, which is really crazy to think about because as huge as it is, you know, having people like Carl Perkins and Jerry Lee Lewis and Johnny Cash and Elvis, you know, having all of those guys go through this one record label and just to think that that, you know, was close to not happening. If he would have just, you know, pursued that career in law, we would have never had that legendary, legendary studio. And, uh, that's crazy to think about because without it you know it's hard to tell where the music industry is be the music industry as a whole could be changed so much uh you know because people like johnny cash or elvis or anybody could have flew under the radar without sun studios you know sun studios really brought a lot of names to the you know they brought them up and they they got them known and uh so you know, just things could have been wildly different if we didn't have Sun Labels, and I think that's really, really interesting to think about. Um, but continuing uh, during the nineteen fifties, uh, segregation was obviously a, still a huge deal in America's society. And um, Sun, but you know, a little interesting fact is Sun Label at the beginning helped us by primarily specializing in electric blues recordings from black artists. So that's kind of neat too because to think about, you know, the most considered the most uh, important studio of all time got its start by helping the segregation problem in our country, which is really cool because, you know, they went on to have so much success and to think that it all started, you know, by specializing in electric blues recordings from black artists. So they really helped some black artists get known and then become, you know, famous, I'm sure, or at least to help their reputation. And that's cool. That's that's really neat to me, and I thought that was important to include. So, next, I'm going to talk about uh, Elvis's contract and and things. So, basically, Colonel Tom Parker wanted to buy Elvis's contract and help grow him worldwide. And the reason for this is because um, this Colonel Tom Parker he worked for RCA Victor, who is the company that um, published that ends up publishing for uh, Elvis's first album, and he didn't think that sun studios because sun studios wasn't huge we have to remember now obviously they're they you know everybody knows who they are and they're, and they're legendary but then elvis was really the first person to go through sun studios who had any kind of of name behind him and so you know this rca victor didn't want elvis just to go to waste and they you know so they picked up elvis and they bought his contract because they didn't think sun studios could get elvis to the potential that they knew he had so on november 21st uh 1955 he bought elvis contract for forty thousand dollars and elvis then became an rca rca victor recording artist so just one thing to point out there is forty thousand dollars you know that sounds crazy when we think about how much um Singers and artists make today forty thousand dollars seems like nothing, but at the time, you know, in nineteen fifty five, that was actually one of the biggest contract deals that that had ever been seen at the time. But you know, still kind of interesting to think it just seems like nothing compared to today's standards and and what people are and singers and artists, you know, and and band members in general are making in today's society. Um, But really, that's the main part of of Elvis's start and then music. Because from that point on, Elvis's career really took off and just, it was just no stopping it from this point. I mean, from that moment on, Elvis's career went from, you know, being just a humble hometown guy who was, you know, just living an everyday life to being an absolute worldwide phenomenon, you know, something that we've never seen before. Um, so now I'm just going to give you just a little bit of information. I'm not going to give you too much because this really does lead directly into my next episode, which is going to be all about, uh, Elvis's worldwide fame and everything involving that, but just to give a little insight, you know, just to kind of push towards that, uh, Elvis' first album is simply titled Elvis Presley, uh, it was largely a mix of country and blues, and it is considered one of the, if not the, first uh, rock and roll album ever made, so obviously it's one, it, historically it's one of the most important albums ever made, you know, really the first rock and roll album, which rock and roll is a huge thing, and it always has been huge, especially, you know, we see a huge uptick in rock and roll in the, in the '80s and. And even today it's still huge And so obviously that's Very very important In uh, musical history Um, But the album Was dropped on March 23rd 1956 and it has one of the most legendary album covers of all time I would highly recommend looking it up if you haven't seen it before um it is ranked 40th in Rolling Stone's top 100 album covers of all time uh you know it's just a picture of Elvis but it's it's a legendary picture that you probably would know if you've seen it so I would definitely recommend looking that up if you haven't seen it um so really that's all the information that uh I feel like is necessary for Elvis' starting music and you know his first album. Uh if you haven't heard any of his first album, I would definitely recommend looking it up. Um, just a little song to start with. One of probably my favorite song from the album actually is Blue Suede Shoes. Um that's a very, very good song. If you haven't heard it, be sure to look that up. And that is off Elvis' first album. Uh, which is obviously really, really neat that we can still listen to those songs and, and cherish them and and remember how important those songs are. And it's it's actually a very, very good song. And the album's really good, too. You know, every song on the album's really good, but especially Blue Suede Shoes, that's my favorite. And so I've decided in um, all of the upcoming episodes, I'm going to give you guys one song suggestion from Elvis. Uh, you, I'm going to try and keep it one that's not, like, really famous, uh, you know, like Jailhouse Rock or Love Me Tender, all those other ones. I'm going to try and keep it one that maybe isn't as well-known as those ones. And so my song suggestion for this week is Return to Cinder. Um This was one of me and my grandpa's favorite songs, and we used to listen to that song all the time. I'm not 100% sure what album it's off of, but I know we had a CD... Uh, i think it was elvis's greatest hits and it was on there and i remember we would listen to that song all the time especially on the way to school and things so i love that song one of my favorite elvis songs of all time so definitely check that out if you haven't uh, ever heard it before but that's really all i have for this episode um make sure to tune in for the next episode it's going to be all about Elvis's worldwide fame and uh you know how he really his career just shoots off like a rocket it's it's quite amazing and I'm really excited to talk about it because it's something just unheard of and it's it's really really cool and I'm I'm, I just I love Elvis and I think he's his story is really amazing and uh, you know we're going to get into a little bit of his military career and things like that which is really interesting, I'm really excited, so uh, make sure you tune in for the next one, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you in the next episode.